بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد My brothers and sisters there's a very dear friend of mine who asked me a very interesting question with relate uh, which relates to um yeah very quick. which relates to um, the issue of interest and he said to me um i'm currently paying a mortgage of so and so say for example i'm currently paying a mortgage of 1500 uh if instead of the mortgage if i say i want to rent um then the rent of a similar house like the house i have in my area uh is 2500 so now i am paying a thousand dollars more uh so how does it make sense um he doesn't want to move out of that area because it's a nice area he likes it his wife likes it children like it and so on so on they settle in the schools uh, you know the issue of school districts and what not so this is the thing so he say well this is the problem so what do i do so i told him let me give you an example my example is supposing i get diagnosed with cancer and the doctor tells me that this is what the treatment will cost It has to be surgery plus uh, chemotherapy plus uh, what not what not right um and that amount of money i don't have so what will i say will i say you know what um i will die anyway so forget this treatment right let me save some money or will i say i must get this treatment beg borrow or steal find the money and get the treatment obviously it's it's a dumb answer i mean you know that you know what you know whether i say it or not this is what most people will say and they will say get the money get treated my question next question is this even if i get treated for cancer and i get completely cured right goes in remission uh, no more cancer alhamdulillah i will still die if i don't die of cancer i die of something else because death is inevitable nobody but nobody is going to escape death but going to jahannam is not inevitable we don't have to go to jahannam it's not as if you must go to jahannam there's no alternate no not at all so what's the choice therefore the thing to understand is this that for a muslim when he or she is thinking we have to think in the context of the akhirah take the case of uh, the uncle of rasulullah sallallahu al abbas bin abdul muttalib radiyallahu the father of abdullah ibn abbas radiyallahu radiyallahu take his case al-abbas radiyallahu was one of the biggest bankers of makkah of the quraish and make no mistake my brothers and sisters 
we are talking billions of dollars in today's money. These people, their businesses, their trade, the kind of money they made, the kind of uh, work they did, uh, this was comparable to practically anything that we have in today's world. These were huge, 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 very, very big business people. And they used financial instruments across countries, across two empires, actually, because they used to trade between the Persian Empire and the, and the uh, Roman Empire. And uh, the reason why the Persians and the Romans left them alone uh, was not only because, uh, you know, they were, it was too much of a problem to rule them, but because they were performing an extremely important and extremely useful service. And that service was exactly like the service that Switzerland provided during the two wars, right? Uh, guess why Switzerland was not uh, conquered by Germany? Why did Germany not take over Switzerland when Germany took over everything else in, 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 the, in, the, in the two wars? Uh, guess why? Because the Swiss were performing the role of bankers and the Swiss were bankers for both parties. Right? The Allies banked with the Swiss and the Axis powers also banked with the Swiss. And this, is, this was the role of the uh, Arabs, of the Quraysh, uh, of Makkah, uh, during, the, uh, during the 7th century. They were the people who traded between two empires which were at war with each other. The Persian Empire and the Roman Empire were at war with each other. But however, the fact remained that for goods, and, uh, goods manufactured uh, in the Persian Empire, uh, and goods manufactured in the Roman Empire, uh, who had the money? It was the other empire. For example, beautiful Persian carpets, Where, which was the place that you would look for them? You would look for them in Roman villas. <clears throat> you would look for them in the palace of the, of the Caesar. How did they get there? They got there through these intermediary tradespeople, one of whom was the, was the, were the Quraysh of Makkah. Um, because obviously if you were a Roman and you went into the Persian Empire, you, you got killed and, and vice versa. But goods have to go, goods have to, goods cross borders. And this is the service that these people provided. So therefore, they were big time bankers. They had, a, they had huge money and whatnot. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this story is because to ask this very simple question, which is that the same Abbas radiallahu anhu, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلْ and if those, if you do not do that, Allah said, give up what is, whatever is uh, remaining of your riba, whatever interest is due to you, give it up. And if you don't do that, then accept a declaration of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa When this ayat was revealed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa announced this ayah and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, I hereby wipe out the debt owed to my uncle by anybody who owes it. So in one stroke of the pen, Rasulullah wiped out, lit Allah knows best how many millions of, uh, uh, in, in today's terms, how many millions of billions of dollars worth of uh, account, you know, of, of uh, receivables uh, that were there in, Al-Abbas uh, Al uh, bank and account, it, one, one word, one, one uh, 
you know, figuratively speaking, stroke of the pen, Rasulullah said, I am forgiving all of that. So whoever borrowed money from Al-Abbas, who does not need to return the interest part of that money, the capital sum they can return uh, in due course, but the interest is gone. Right? Now tell me, you know and I know the history. Al-Abbas who did not protest. He did not say, come on, excuse me, this is my bank, it's not your bank. How come you did that? He didn't say that. He didn't say, what about the, I mean, does it, he didn't say, does it make sense that I am going to lose literally millions, God knows billions of dollars worth of uh, capital. Does it make sense? You know why he didn't say that? Because it made sense. Does it make sense? The answer is, yes, it makes sense. How does it make sense? Because Jahannam is not inevitable. War with Allah is not inevitable. And for a person of Iman, accepting a declaration of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means that you seriously need to question your Iman. Do you even believe in Allah? Do you even believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because if you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then how come you accept a declaration of war from Allah? I mean, what are you thinking of? When you want to, when you go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, and is that a matter of doubt for you? If it's a matter of doubt, then seriously, you have to ask yourself, am I a Muslim at all? Because this is the fundamental basis of Islam. The fundamental basis of Islam is Iman bil ghaib. Now, if I, if I have a doubt about Iman bil ghaib, then I have to really question my Iman itself and say, well, do I have Iman at all? But let's say we have Iman. That one day I will die and one and that when I die, I go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do I want to go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In what state? As his enemy? Rasulullah said, those who deal in interest on the day of judgment when they are resurrected, the malaika will give them swords in their hands and say, go fight. Go fight the one who you dec- who you, whose declaration of war you accepted. So you want to go on the day of judgment, seriously ask yourself this question. Go stand in front of the mirror and ask yourself this question and say, do I want to stand on the day of judgment? Do I want to stand there with a sword in my hand wanting to fight Allah and fight Rasulullah sallallahu I mean, come on, man. I mean, give me a break for God's sake. Really, I mean, if you, if you have left Islam, you left Islam, you know. But if you're really, if you are a Muslim, ask yourself this question and say, is this how I want my day of judgment to be? And remember, it does not have to be like that. That's why I said death is inevitable no matter what. But going to Jahannam is not inevitable. Standing on the day of judgment as an enemy of Allah is not inevitable. So now when we take the equation and we say, well, I'm paying $1,500 now. If I leave this mortgage, I move into a rented uh, place, I will have to pay more. Uh, This differential, ask yourself, is that differential worth the difference between having my name in the list of enemies of Allah and removing it and putting it in the list of awliya Allah, the people who Allah loves. Is it worth it? It is as simple as that.